The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Now, what if your problem is in your romance and you've been married for a year and things start to get shaky really fast? You may know that feeling. See what advice you would give to Chrissy. Dear Dr. Kenner, my husband has a my excuse me. My husband is a podcast host on a book review show. He recently reviewed a novel about childhood sweethearts, and at the end of the show, he called out in a happy, flirtatious voice, and Sherry Mankins from Shady Grove Elementary School. If you are out there, wherever you are, Bobby, my husband, still remembers you. This latter deeply hurt me because I do not need to know that my husband is still thinking about and reaching out to his childhood crush, and he's told me in the past that he looked for her online and was unsuccessful. And I certainly don't know the entire world to know need the entire world to know about it. Our friends and family listen to the show. I was hurt and humiliated by his action, and I told him so, and I asked him to remove the last eight seconds of the podcast, which contained his hurtful comment. He has full editing powers. The most hurtful part of this all is that he was made aware of something he did to hurt me, and he refused to apologize and to repair it. He actually told me that he would never cut that part out, and he would do it again. He says it's his show, and he won't be micromanaged, edited, or controlled. He told me that he doesn't want to have to worry about whether or not what he says on the show hurts my feelings. I've never asked him to remove everything, anything from the show in the past. Most of our problems revolve around the fact that he seems to have no empathy for my feelings, and he resists doing anything to repair the damage he does. His exit strategy is to call me insecure irrational or crazy whenever I get hurt by his actions and then tell me you know it's coming I need to go to therapy he says it's it's my problem that I get hurt and he doesn't see his part in it when he hurts me I don't believe he intends to do it on purpose what's the best way to handle this thank you Chrissy Chrissy this is such an amazingly common problem between partners we see our partner talking to someone else or flirting with someone else and we start to catastrophize oh my god what if do they really mean it and so I want to tell you it's normal it's common and they it could also be incredibly innocent but his way of handling it is equally problematic and I'm not sure how you handled it it sounded like sounded like you handled it well but tone of voice and body language can also contribute a lot to uh, mucking up the waters so uh, let's just see what's going on here the first thing that I notice is that if it were happening to me I would feel if my husband were doing a call out on a on a radio show and it caught me off guard and I've only been married to him for a year and I don't feel like he listens anyway I would feel like our relationship just got ruptured that that incredibly intimate bond that we have that emotional bond that sexual bond that we share in our marriage just got ruptured he his eyes are roaming and uh, it makes me feel what? It makes me feel less important to my husband, less excited, uh, less exciting, less visible, and replaceable. 
maybe this girl, you know, maybe he's looking for someone else. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it's not his elementary school uh, heartthrob, but maybe someone else. When Once we get those pictures in our head, Chrissy, that our husband or wife or partner is interested in somebody else, it's hard to remove that image. We grow that negative image. And when we feel invisible and when we feel that their eyes are wandering, that is the opposite of a good romantic relationship. Invisibility is the negation of romance. So you're, you were working on repairing the relationship. Had Let's just say, you know, what could your husband have done when you said, eeks, you know, I felt awful when you played that part about uh, your childhood crush, uh, it just, it hurt, it, and Sherry Menkins, you know, from Shady Grove Elementary School, I felt like it didn't value me anymore. And if he had said to you, Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. <laughs> I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. And if he had said to you, Honey, if you thought that, I can see why you were hurt. It is the farthest thing from the truth. I do that on radio, not because I have any interest in Cheryl beyond a you know, normal curiosity that you might have about your old boyfriend, Joe, but it's because it's relatable. People who listen to my podcast will recall their own sweethearts. Let's do a show next time. On, I'll, read, I'll do a podcast on a book about good romantic relationships, and I'm going to discuss our relationships. I can take those eight seconds out or I can leave them in. What would you prefer? You know, had he said that, you you wouldn't have been emailing me. You wouldn't have been asking me a question. That is not what he said. He didn't have that response. Instead, he painted a picture of you as very negative. He said, he said that you're a nag. Basically, he's painting you as a nag, as a micromanaging, controlling wife who's going to rain on his parade, take away his fun, which includes the fun of flirting outside the marriage. You have become the enemy. He shifts the blame to you and he tells you you need therapy. So what can you do at this point now that that's the state that it's in? Uh, privately, don't see yourself through his eyes. Don't see yourself as a nag or micromanaging uh, your husband or someone who's controlling. You want to see yourself as a reasonable person who wants to learn more about visibility, the importance of visibility. And you can read my romance book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke. It, we have, it starts with visibility. It's The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason. And that's, uh, that's at Amazon.com or there are other options. Let you can go to Barnes and Noble, and that's with Edwin A. Locke and Ellen Kenner. Um, so you can read about how important visibility is. The second thing is, you can avoid catastrophizing. You already know. You said I don't believe he intends to hurt me on purpose. Um, so if you can see that maybe he wasn't upset about your relationship, you know there are always things in every relationship to repair, and you don't get riveted to the thoughts that oh my God, maybe he's angry with me, maybe we're not having enough sex. 
Uh, but maybe you maybe you could avoid catastrophizing and see it a little differently. Um, you could learn listening skills and speaking skills, which we also include in our book. You could also say to him, Honey, we've only been married a year, and every couple struggles with learning how to connect with one another in a loving way. I'd love to work with you on this so we can avoid rushing to negative conclusions about each other. I want to learn how to nurture one another better. You could uh, you could send that out to him. And flirting and boundary issues abound. Uh, you know, I, if my husband called me, if he had a nickname for me like Kitten, and then... It's our private nickname, and then he's calling everyone at Dance Kitten. I don't want to feel like one of the litter. I want to keep it special. So you do need to talk about boundary issues. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com, and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. One pitfall to nurturing your sensual attraction to your partner is the view that sex is merely a primal urge or an innate instinct that is unrelated to your mind, your values, or your character. Sex in this view is just physical. Thus, it hardly matters who you have sex with as long as you get some positive physical sensations. There is no spiritual aspect, no connection to the mind. But if sexual pleasure were disconnected from your mind, then mood and setting would not matter. However, to experience full enjoyment, both partners must be in the mood for sex and in a setting conducive to sexual pleasure. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.